This is Deacon Greg sharing Walking in the Way of Love, Episode 44, Rule of Life. Today's podcast will be a little different and a little longer. It is the gospel reading for today and the sermon to follow. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Here ends the reading. We have heard this passage before. The story of the Good Shepherd. The sermons have said this story is a parable about Jesus as the shepherd, and we are the sheep, right? But what if I say, you may be wrong? This is a story about the gatekeeper, the shepherd, and his sheep. It could be Jesus, but it doesn't have to be. I'm sure many of you are thinking I must be going crazy or dementia is worse than we thought. However, I'm not going crazy and dementia has not started yet, I hope. This passage is still about the Good Shepherd, but Jesus does not have to be directly in the story for it to make sense. Is he calling you? or me, to be the shepherd of the story? Let's look around in this passage. What do you see? Let's listen to it again. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and abandoned. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus is telling the story. And according to the next section of the passage, Jesus is the gatekeeper, not the shepherd. 
Now, if we remember to look and to listen carefully, in this story, there is the thief and the bandit, the shepherd, the gatekeeper, the sheep, and a stranger. Is that it? Look closer. What else do you see and hear as you look around? There is also the sheepfold, possibly a cave. There is a fence and a gate, the pasture, and what else? The voice. As you keep looking, there is also sky, the ground, rocks, caves, grass, flowers, etc. We can't forget about the rain and water and sun that keeps everything alive. It is not the shepherd that keeps the sheep alive, but creation. God has created everything that is needed for life, not just for the sheep, but every living creature, including us. In the creation story in Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth. Next, he creates the light and separates the light from the dark. On day two, God separates the waters, those in the sky, from those on the earth. God created the dry land and the vegetation on the third day, and continues with stars, moon, and sun on day four. On the first four days, what God has created was good. However, on day five, God created the fish and the birds, and he blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. And he let them do so before the end of the day. On the morning of the sixth day, God created all the living creatures on and under the earth, except humankind. We were the last of God's creation. Everything was here before us. God gave dominion of the land and creatures to human beings. He has given us the authority to rule over nature on behalf of God, not in, on our behalf, but God's. We have not only been given the responsibility to care for creation, but to ensure that it remains healthy and sustains all life. We believe that God is in us and we are in him. And this is true because we were made in their image. God is with us even if we don't see it. We don't sense it or believe it. But if you believe this, then we should also believe that God is in all things that they have made. It is out of their godness that everything came into being, and part of them remained in it. As we change our way of thinking about creation, our concept of dominion begins to take on a new definition. According to Ellen Davis, professor of the Bible and practical theology at Duke Divinity School, a better translation of the original word would be skilled mastery and not dominion. Skilled mastery would be the ability to maintain the balance and health 
in creation. God has given us everything we need to support a healthy and sustainable environment and life for all creatures, which includes us, forever. In Matthew 25, verse 40, he says, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to the least of these who are members of my family, you did to me. And verse 45, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. The passage now rings true for all creation, as God is in everything. Whatever we do to any part of creation, we do to God. Remember, we were the last creature to enter creation. We have been given the responsibility to exercise skilled mastery, not dominion, over all of creation on God's behalf and not for our own. God has given us the earth, animals, birds, fish, and plants for our food, clothing, and shelter, and for our enjoyment. However, what we harvest, we should use all of it and take no more than we need. At the same time, we need to care for all of creation for the survival of all. This is a hard thing to do, but we must remember that God is everywhere and in everything. If we take the resources of the ground, we must ensure that it does not cause damage to any other part of creation, not the land, the water, the air, or any living thing. This is the balance and care of creation that God has charged us with. Our needs and desires for the resources of creation have not been skillfully managed. We have destroyed without concern for the future. We have brought many creatures to extinction because of our lack of care or concern. We demand that what we want to be cheap and easily obtained without concern for what happens to get it or what it may do in the future. We have not considered the consequences of our actions or concern for our health. Just as the shepherd cares for his flock, they also care for the pastures, moving the sheep to prevent damage to the plants and the ground. In order to care for his sheep, he has to care for creation so the sheep have food to eat, clean water to drink, and shelter. They use the resources of the sheep wisely. They shear the sheep, which will grow back, and does not hurt the sheep. They use the wool for clothing, decoration, and for warmth. They use the sheep for food in a way that does not diminish the size of the flock and keeps it from getting too large. Caring for creation with skilled mastery maintains and keeps healthy the resources of our own use, while maintaining it for all generations of living creatures to come. God is present in all of creation. As it says in Proverbs 12, verse 10, a righteous man cares for the needs of his animals 
but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. I think we can slightly change it to read, a righteous person cares for the needs of creation, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Remember, God is in all of creation. Which do you want to be? Amen. Thank you for joining me on my journey as I walk in the way of love. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember that Christ has risen.